0: G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast, going to give our Super Coach draft preview for our prelim final this weekend. The cracks are weeping, bright lights are on, and we are here, thank fuck. It's been a weird old year. Uh, as you guys know, if you've been listening to these potties every single week, we had a very successful team, a very good season. We just sort of struggled to get wins, it was weird. Uh, we ended up with uh, you know an unbelievable for and against, we scored more points than anyone by quite a bit, but we ended up finishing in fourth place and... We scraped into fourth place by locking it in in the, in the second last week. If we would have lost that week, uh, we would have had to have played in the last week to hopefully finish fourth, potentially finish fifth. So it was a wild season. Uh, we lost week one of the finals. We got absolutely demolished by Curdy Boy, who I'm sure will be tuning in this week. So best of luck to you, Curdy, this weekend. Uh, we then played Mick last week. We managed to get a win there. We sort of reviewed that win uh, a couple of days ago on Monday morning. Uh, it was a good win. We I think we ended up scoring about 850 or something uh, um, we only scored one try throughout the weekend, so to score mid eights with only one try and a 14-man comp, I was pretty happy with that, to be honest with you. We scored 839, so just under 850, so we ended up winning by about 150 or so points. So was really happy with how that result played out, but it's all down to this week now, which is a must-win, or our season is Red Rover. If we win this week, we do go into the grand final, and we play one of Kurt, who beat me in week one or Tom, who was also a top-four finisher. It's good how it's played out this year in our Supercoach Draft Comp. uh, The... Top four teams at the end of the regular season have ended up in the finals together. Um, And I think they were just the top four scorers of the regular season as well. So, you know, fair argument there that the best four teams have ended up uh, as the last four sides. Yeah, so I scored most points, followed by Kurt, followed by Steve, followed by Tom. So the four best teams ended up in the finals at the end of the day, which is sort of uh, how you'd like it to be, I guess. And it, it sounds like it should happen all the time. But it really doesn't happen all that often in our draft comp. There's always upsets and whatnot and teams falling apart late and all that sort of shit. So all four of us. We've all had things sort of go against us throughout the season and injuries and all that sort of shit. So all four teams have done really well to get to where they are. I play Steve this week. Now, you might remember I went down to the nation's capital for Jared Croker's 300th, which turned out to be one of the great flopperellas of all time. Had a fantastic night in Canberra, though, uh, with Steve and with Timmy Williams. And me and Steve actually did a podcast that night. At that point... I sort of thought one of us is destined to be in the grand final and it could be us two in the grand final, which as it turns out, one of us will be in the grand final 100%. At that point, though, it was sort of our two teams were the best. And our mate Kurt, he really started to make a charge around that night. It was actually that weekend I was playing him. And I think I I think I think beat him. Or I no, I actually think I lost to him uh, because I remember Sean Johnson absolutely killed it against the Raiders that night, had a big game. And I remember I looked at Kurt's team that night and thought, Uh, is this just a good week or is is this side a legitimate chance to win this draft comp this year. And ever since then, Kurt has absolutely killed it towards the back end of the season. He's got a very strong side. Beat me two weeks ago. Dropped a 1,000 on my head in the final. He plays Tom this week. So, interesting to see how that game plays out. But me and Steve this week, uh, it's going to be an absolute cracker. As I've said a few times, he's probably the guy I talk to most about Supercoach and whatnot out of anyone, probably including uh, the great Timmy Williams. Me and Steve speak all the time about Supercoach and our teams and what's doing and what our plays are and everything. So So it's going to be a pretty quiet week for me. I don't think we'll be sharing too much. He'll obviously have a pretty good idea of what I'm thinking and what I'm doing based on this podcast. Uh, but I think he would have known pretty much anyway. He sort of knows how I play Supercoach anyway. So uh, obviously Team List Tuesday, that's the first thing we've got to touch on. Um, a pretty positive result for me, realistically. Corey Horsburgh, he was the one I was really worried about. I managed to get him into the side. He's passed his HIA, so he will be sweet. Zach Hosking was the other one I was sweating on. I really need him to play big minutes in this game. And I thought, you know what, if one of... Sorensen or Liam Martin isn't there. I think Hosking will play big minutes in this one just because they're going to need to rest other guys and whatnot. Thankfully, Hosking has been named, no Sorensen. So I personally think... They'll give a Liam Martin or someone a rest before. Maybe even a Dill Edwards because they've got Garner on the bench, which means critical play one, all that sort of stuff. So very happy to play Zach Hosking this week. Didn't go overly well last week, let's be honest here, but happy to play him that this week. So that was a little win. Uh, the other little win I got, obviously Lemuelu back from his HIA, which was good to see. Tyrone Peachy was the other one. A lot of worry for me about Isaac if He was going to come back into this side or not. Thankfully he hasn't. So another week for Peachy at centre. I picked him up two weeks ago. When he wasn't in the team at that point, I think he was actually suspended, and it was a real eyes up play for me. I think it could turn to be one of my better plays of the year. I didn't need him that week, but I thought it was worth grabbing him because when we get to the you know the back end of the season and Penrith arresting dudes and whatnot, he would get a start and he scored ninety four last week. Hopefully, Peach can have another big game this week. Worth noting with Peach, um, obviously a guy who can score tries and all that sort of stuff. But I'll just check his stats again, but I'm pretty sure he actually based fifty last week. Tyrone Peachy, he was electric and he was everywhere so really happy with how that's played out yeah peachy he base started 51 last week so very very happy with the peach pickup that has definitely played into my favor uh so those are the positives from this week outside of that obviously just everyone being named uh nathan cleary kp uh all those sort of guys now the things that i'm a little i mean i Another win was Jacob Little. He's named to start. Whether he does or not remains to be seen. He played very little minutes last week. And if I don't have Little at nine, the options on the waiver wire are a fucking disaster. They are awful. So I'll either run with Little or run without a hooker. It'll sort of depend on how the weekend plays out. The one L that I took from team list today was one I didn't really see coming. Jackson Ford. He's been named on the bench. Now, I still think there's every chance that Jackson Ford starts this game. Uh, And I... Uh, personally, I think this will be a game that Ford will be very keen to play in. They take on the St. Georgia, Loyola dragons, his former club. So I reckon Ford will be very, very keen to play this one. So I'm sort of, I'm a bit iffy whether I play Jackson Ford or not. I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do there. Thankfully Ford and little, they play early in the week. So I've got to make a decision early and I'll sort of know if either of them bedshit or either of them go poorly. I'll sort of know where I'm at. Thankfully, both of them play after Nathan Cleary. So, by the time I get through Saturday I uh, f- Thursday night, the first game, which features obviously Nathan Cleary, uh, Zach Hosking, and Tyrone Peachy. I'll have a pretty good idea of where I'm at as far as the weekend goes. Hopefully, Nathan can have a big game, and I know I'm going to take his VC straight away, which means I'll be able to drop Jacob Little, and I know straight away Little will be the position that I will give away. I'll have Jackson Ford on my bench more than likely, and if he does well, I will take Jackson Ford's score. If he doesn't do well, I will take a punt on one of these other hookers fuck knows who it'll be uh, because there's not many great options out there to be honest with you but that's probably what I'm going to have to do but thankfully thankfully one both of them play earlier in the early in the week so I will know obviously Thursday uh, well I'll kind of know by then what's going to happen but I will definitely know on Friday how Nathan Cleary went and some of my high scoring players there in Zach Hosking and whatnot so It's not ideal. Uh, Jackson Ford has been so good for me all year. And even if he can just play 60 minutes against the Dragons, I'll, I'll back him in to pick up an attacking stat somewhere. If he comes on, I'm pretty sure that because he'll be fresh, he will get into a heap of work there. And we know that in a half, he can score 35 points. We know what he's capable of. So fingers crossed an attacking stat can fall his way. That's sort of what I'll be hoping for there. But... Not ideal, but if that's the one hiccup I've got, I'm more than happy to cop Jackson Ford not being in the starting side in order to get Corey Horsburgh, in order to get Zach Hosking, in order to get Tyron Peachy, these sort of guys. Connolly Lemuelu coming back, you would have to assume fresh. He'll play 80 minutes. That's a big in for me there as well. Just another solid CTW option. Uh, Let's have a look at our matchups for this weekend and how we think it will play out. We'll compare our team to Steve's team. We'll go through the entire weekend and have a look. Now, as I said... I interviewed Steve months ago. Uh, his team, a very solid side, but it's very top-heavy. Um, my team, I've obviously got Cleary and I've got uh, KP, But then I've got Tapanes, I've got Horsbroughs, I've got these sort of guys that you can bank to get, you know, 60 plus and all my CTWs, most of them have decent enough base stats in them to do well every single week. Steve has got those really high ceiling captains for feeder and hinds. And then he's got a bit of a drop off with some other guys in his team. So if they don't score tries, that's where I can really get my big advantage. But I think I looked at Steve's team last week. I think he scored five or six tries. So he's more than capable of doing that, and he's done it all year. So I think that if I can score more tries than Steve this week, I can almost guarantee myself a win, to be honest with you. Uh, but that's what it's going to come down to. And to be fair, my guys are probably a little bit safer. Steve's probably, some of them are, probably more likely to score tries. He's had a couple of wins on... Uh, teamless Tuesday, he's got Cola, so he's playing fullback, so that really worries me. Huge fan of Cola. The good thing about Steve's team is he's got Hines, he's got Fafita that worry me, and he's also got Marcio that worries me. But the reality with Marcio is that, you know, even if he kills it, No matter what he does, I have KP. So that'll pretty much square that up anyway. So I'm sort of okay uh, to wear that, to be completely honest with you. Let's go through our matchups for this week. So the first game, got the Panthers taking on the Parramatta Eels. Steve does not have a single player in this game. He's got Tom Jenkins, who's on the extended list, who could come into this side, but I don't think he will, from what I've gathered. Um, So no players for him on Thursday night. So that's going to be, that could be a tough watch for him. The Panthers taking on Parramatta. Parramatta playing for nothing. Penrith sort of looking to lock up a home final next week Uh, in Penrith. Very, very tough gig. We know Parramatta have a history of getting up for this game. There's no doubt about that. The bookies have them at $7 in this game, so pretty tough there. Penrith, uh, I've got Nathan Cleary, Zach Hosking, and Tyrone Peachy. If all of them can play 80 minutes... I'd really, really hope that I could pull at least 200 points from those guys and hopefully we can get 100-plus from Nate Cleary. Hopefully this is the sort of game where he needs to put... Um his foot down, and really have a red-hot crack. So, Nathan Cleary, he will be my VC on Thursday night, which will give me plenty of time to get updates in and see where my game's at to make a decision before the last game, which is KP. So, that's the other advantage I have this week. I've got Nathan Cleary, the very first game, and KP, the very last game. So, I can wait until the very last minute to make a decision. And the beauty of this is... As well, that I can chop and change and fuck around with my team as much as I want as far as dropping guys to the waiver wire. If I lose, it doesn't matter. But if I win, no matter who I play next week, I will have the first waiver pick. So I could drop. If I needed to on Sunday afternoon, just take a VC of Nathan Cleary to win it, I could drop an Adam Elliott. And if I wanted to, I could pick him up again next week. If I wanted to drop Kalen Ponga, I could because I could pick him up directly the next week if it meant getting myself a win. So the little advantage I have and why I spoke all year about why it's so important to finish in fourth place because in our comp you get that first waiver advantage. I've got a feeling it might change next year uh, but we'll see what happens in my competition and whatnot. Always Wes Naguama's there but yeah I've got that advantage so Penrith, Nath Cleary, Zach Hosking Tyron Peachy, that will be the first game of the week for the Eels. Steve has no one in that game. Then we've got Warriors Dragons and this is where I'm going to have to make all my decisions. Whether I play Jacob Little whether I play Jackson Ford off my bench, what I do there a lot of decisions to make there and really Realistically, they will be dictated an hour before the game what the team lists look like and based on what Nathan Cleary does the night before. In that game, uh, Steve has only got one player in that game. He's got Adam Pompey, who's the left left centre for the New Zealand Warriors. He's been pretty solid this year. He's also goal-kicking now. I'm kind of hoping Sean Johnson takes it back off him this weekend, but he has been goal-kicking the last few weeks, and I think... Steve absolutely loves Adam Pompo, by the way, and he'll fucking be pissing himself at the moment. So I'm not sure if he's been going that good or if Steve just talks him up heaps. Um, what he's got to try last week, 44. Just got to try the week before and got 58. I'm okay with that. So that's all sweet. I'm happy to take him on, uh, but he's also not a guy that's going to bomb. That's going to bottom out with a 10 or so. He'll get at least 30 in a game, so you take that. Um, the next game is the Dolphins and the Cowboys. Here I have Lemuelu, and at the moment I've got Mark Nichols in my front row. Might make a change of Mark Nichols, potentially. Um, depending on what happens with Jackson Ford, I could actually start him, which I might still do, to be honest. That's actually, now I think about it live, it is probably what I'll do. I'll probably start Jackson Ford, move Corey Horsburn to the front row and then piss Mark Nichols off. Potentially I'll see how it plays out. That means I could have a punt on someone as an AE. Just depends what Nate Cleary does, I guess. Uh, and then I've got so I've got those two for the Cowboys. Steve has got Kyle Feld and that's it. So By the time Friday night is over, Steve would have only had two players, Adam Pompey and Kyle Felt. I would have had about five or six. So I'll have a really good idea of where I'm at at that point. I would have already known what's happened with the Jacob Little, Jackson Ford shit fuckery. And I'll know where Nathan Cleary is at with his VC. So happy with where that's sitting. Super Saturday kicks off with the Melbourne Storm and the Gold Coast Titans this is a huge game. It's at Amy Park. The Melbourne Storm they are traditionally known for taking away your biggest and best strike weapon. David Fafita is the Titans' best strike weapon, and it's one of Steve's biggest strike weapons as well. So hopefully the Melbourne Storm. I don't even. I don't need them to keep him quiet. All I need is for them to stop Fafida from scoring a goddamn try. If they can keep him sub seventy, I am absolutely stoked. We just can't let Fafida go into that hundred plus sort of category. In that game, he's also got Trent Leeru. Um scored a try a couple of weeks ago and did well, but he's a very much so a fifty on the nose sort of guy, which is the sort of guy I like to have in my team. And he gives a real uh, he's a real stabilizing factor in Steve's team. So uh, last week he was a bit low, he only scored thirty-five, but he's normally a forty to fifty sort of guy. So He'll do a job for Steve. And if they blow the Titans away, he might even be able to pick up an attacking stat there. Then we've got the Roosters and the West Tigers. This will be an interesting game. Now, I've got Dane Laurie. He's my fullback at the moment. There are guys on the waiver I could get that could possibly change whether I use Dane Laurie or not, uh, but I just think he looks keen and confident at the moment. The Roosters, are they back? Uh, fuck, I don't know. I think so, but God knows. Uh, I'm happy to just to play Dane Laurie. He's got a bit of upside to him. Maybe Dane Laurie becomes my AE, potentially, uh, depending on what happens here because he's a guy that could go very big or he could go very low, but he's a gamble I'm sort of willing to take. He's not normally the sort of player – I like to have in my team, but I'm happy to take that punt. The other guy that's like that for me is Billy Smith. Only scored a 21 last week, which was very, very disappointing. But the previous weeks before that, he has been fantastic, Billy Smith. So, I feel like I was about to say I'm going to give him another chance. I don't really have any choice but to give him another fucking chance because there's no other CTWs around that I want. Uh, but the weeks before that, he went you know, 70, 32, 56, 180. If I can just get 40-plus out of Billy Smith, more than happy. I think that will be enough from him. In that game, Steve has got Stefano, who I have not been keeping track of his supercoach stats whatsoever over the last few weeks. How's he been going? last few weeks Stefano what's he gone 52 47 64 69 Jesus that's pretty nice a few weeks before so yeah he'll do well for him that's all that he needs in the front row there Stevie boy um, who have we got next in his team so that is the West Tigers via the Sydney Roosters I don't think he's got anyone else on his extended nah okay so our next game after that is the Canberra Raiders and the Brisbane Broncos in this game I've got Katoni Stags little advantage to me here because Adam Reynolds is going to be out, so Katoni Staggs will goal kick. So even though Katoni can have his games where he goes you know, 20 and 30, which is never ideal, at least now you would have to think he probably kicks at least three or four goals in this game. So hopefully that can push him into the 30s and 40s. And if the Broncos have a big win, which the Broncos coming off a bye versus this Raiders side that seems to be fucking shell shocked at the moment, the Broncos could put on a big score here. And if they do, Katoni, you'd like to think he'd cross for a try, and hopefully he would kick some goals. Uh, The other one that Steve has got back this week, which is a huge in for him, he's been very, very patient with this guy, and uh, I'm glad he got rewarded this week. I just wish it didn't happen against me. Corey Oates returns this week, who's a very, very solid supercoach player. Um, I think you can just about lock Corey Oates in for a 50-point score in this game. The one advantage I have here is is that he is playing outside Herbie Farnworth, who does not tend to to pass the ball a stack. So one advantage I have there, but with the way that Reese Walsh is playing, uh, fuck, I mean, he, he could put it on the chest of uh, Corey Oates for three or four tries. Corey Oates only played about six games this year. In those games, he hasn't scored a try in any of them. He's scored 38, 52, 39, 85, 57, 40, 34. So very, very worrying to have scores like that and, and to average 49 this year without scoring a try just shows you how much of a good player Corey Oates is, especially in Supercoach. So that one does worry me. Uh, he's also got Tom Flegler, who will do a job. I have got Corey Horsman and Joe Tapenay. So I need both of those guys to play big minutes. I think both will, simply because... I don't think the Raiders have any choice but to win this game. They have to. They're for and against as shit. They have to do everything they possibly can. So I'm really hoping that Brisbane don't completely blow them out because that might mean that these guys come from the field. But hopefully the Broncos come with a plan to offload and play through the middle and really take it to Brisbane. If so, these guys should score really well. Uh, The next game... Moved to the Sunday afternoon games. Got Bulldogs Manly. I don't have a single player from either of these teams, any of these teams. Uh, Steve, this is a... Not a huge game for him, but reasonably big. He has got Cola, who I think at fullback has got real potential uh, to explode back there, especially against this Canterbury side who just looks fucking shot. I think Manly will be very excited to get on a flat track as well. So Cola just being the fastest guy on the field, he could have a very, very good game there. We know he gets through a lot of base work. Um, so he is a guy that I'm really worried about. Obviously, Ruben Garrick being out has allowed him the opportunity to play fullback. I think Steve had a few worries that he wasn't going to play fullback. I always thought he would, and I still think that he will this weekend. So he's a big worry for me. Uh, The last game of the week is the Newcastle Knights versus the Cronulla Sharks. This will be a big one this will be huge. Last week, I had KP. Mick, my opposition guy, he had Latrell Mitchell. This week, I've got KP and Steve's got Nico Hines. So it is up there at Newcastle. I'm really hoping that the Knights can just hold it together. One more game at home, make it count and win up there and just defend well. That's all I need. Hopefully, I've got enough points on the board to be able to take Nathan Cleary's VC score, whatever it might be. Uh, And then, fingers crossed, I don't have to captain KP because that is probably a heart attack I do not want to go through. But if I need to, obviously KP's form has been incredible. The Sharkies though, have been very good the last few weeks. This will be a huge test for Newcastle. And I think both these teams, I think we're all sitting there going, okay, they're going good, but are either of them the real deal? Uh, can they can they shake this premiership enough to actually you know, potentially win it this year, I'm not too sure. But you have a look at KP over the last six weeks, 180, 137, 96, 122, 121, 77, 91. That wasn't six weeks, however fucking long that was. He has been scoring incredibly well since moving back to fullback KP. In fact, he's only gone under 75 once in that entire time. So he is a very good captain option. He's goal kicking now. They're at home. There's a lot of good things there there for KP this week, but if I have it my way, I won't have to rely on KP going huge this week. And if the Sharkies can defend up on Nico Hines, geez, it would take me a long way towards winning this game. If Melbourne can do a job on Fafita and the, and the Knights can do a job on Nico Hines, that'll take me a long way. So he's got Hines and Wade Graham from the Sharkies, two pretty handy players there. And then he's got Marshew, who, as I said, normally he would scare the shit out of me, but because I've got Caelan Ponger and... You know, whenever Marcius scores, KP's going to have something to do with it, more than likely. I'm okay with that. And Phoenix Crossland, uh, he's the other one there. that uh, He's been pretty handy the last few weeks. Phoenix playing some really good footy. Got a feature on our Most Improved Players podcast earlier today. I, uh, I haven't had a look at his Supercoach scores since I sold him a few weeks ago in Classic, but I think he's been going good. Yeah, wow. Last six weeks. 113, 68, 55, 43, 69, 61, 44, playing essentially 80 minutes or 60 plus minutes every single game. So he's been going real good Phoenix. So he's been a really good pickup for Stevie. Um, And yeah, that's the other thing. Like if I have to, if I have to captain KP, that's all good and well, but, he does also have Mars U. So as much as I screw up with Mars U, he squares up with KP as well. So really hoping that Nath Cleary puts on a performance and hoping that I can just score a few more tries than Stevie this weekend because if I have to sit back and watch Nico Hines stack points when he's uh, highlighted orange on Sunday, that'll be a very, very tough gig. Now, obviously, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, they have the bye this week. So I'm without Campbell Graham. Steve, though, he's missing Cam Murray and Isaiah Tass. So I think he is definitely missing more off the back of that bye. There is no doubt about that whatsoever, Uh, but me without Campbell Graham as well, I can cover him. But as I said, Steve's team is the top guys are the top tippity top. And then there's a bit of a drop off to everyone else. But Cam Murray's sort of that guy in between or has been the last few weeks. So I still think he will really miss Cam Murray. And I think Isaiah Tass, um, another guy that I have not looked at his stats whatsoever, but I would imagine that Tass scores reasonably well on Super Cage and he's been going good this year. Yeah, look at the last few weeks. Jesus. Even the last two weeks, he didn't score a try two weeks ago, 49. Didn't score a try last week, got 26. Uh, but that was in a shocker of a game to Newcastle so two big losses there there is no doubt about it Cam Murray and Isaiah Tass so hopefully uh, that works to my favour so yeah guys that is our Supercoach draft preview for this weekend fingers crossed we can get a W and go all the way to the grand final uh, it's been a couple uh, when was the last time we were in a grand final I think it might have been 2020 I don't think we've been in a grand final since 2020 we unfortunately lost that weekend um, but it would be good to get back there and give it a real shake but I think I think reality, the reality is that on the other side of the table, there's Tom and Kurt. I think respectfully to Tom, I think Kurt's got the better side there, and I think Kurt's probably the favourite at the moment. So I think it sort of goes Kurt. Then either me or Steve, depending on who's playing next week, I'd probably slightly lean towards Steve just because Fafita and Hines are probably more likely to play than Cleary next week. And that's sort of how it works, but I guess it just comes down to whoever wins this game. Then I'd probably have Tom's team just a tier below. One of Tom's best players is Dylan Brown. We already know he won't feature next week because of the buy, so that's going to really hurt him come grand final week. But fuck, I'll tell you this for free. I am cheering Tom on every day of the week this week to get it done against Kurt because I would love to take on his team next week without Dylan Brown. That would be a huge advantage. It would really hurt Tom. So, yeah, that's what SuperCoach draft is like when you get to the back end of this season. A lot of it comes down to who's available, who's playing, who's not, et cetera, et cetera. Matchups, captains, all that sort of shit. There's a lot that goes into it. But fingers crossed this week, Nath Cleary and his Panthers can put on a show on Thursday night against the Parramatta Eels, really blow them out, put out a big score and hopefully get me on the front foot to start the weekend. And fingers crossed, guide me to a grand final. Go fuck yourself, Steve.